I thought that if I went to therapy, that meant something was wrong with me. And I was so afraid to just admit that I couldn't fix it on my own. Some things are major enough for you to not suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you're a weak person. Mm. I'm Jessica, and I'm on a journey. Like a lot of us, I struggled with my weight, brought on by using food to fill every void, every worry, up to 270 pounds, all as my career in TV news was taking off. But when the weight led to high blood pressure, I had to make a decision to fight, to forgive, to love myself from within. We're all on a journey, and there's power when we share the lessons along the way so we can all decide to live. I'm Jessica Larche, and welcome to Decide to Live, the show and podcast where we talk to people about what they're learning along their journeys and how we can all use that wisdom to take a step further on our own path. Well, today we are talking about mental health and my own experience with anxiety, how I learned that it was linked to my own emotional eating struggles and about a panic attack I had on the air that I was sure was gonna ruin my career and my life. So today's guest is one of the angels that God sent along my journey, my therapist, Dr. Robin Nottingham. You cared. Oh. And I was not just someone sitting on your couch. Right, right, right. I told you, you were motivated, you did the work. But you when cared. It, yes, that's why I do. I believe it's my calling, mm -hmm. the calling, it's something we feel that we were destined to do and we were put here mm -hmm. and it's our purpose. And I just thank God for patience like you. I do. I thank I really God for do. you following your calling because it is your calling. Oh, bless your heart. I was very reluctant to go to therapy. Right. And I remember. my fear in going to therapy mm -hmm. was that I would walk in a room and be judged. And that's what happens. We just tell ourselves and nothing further, nothing could be further from the truth. Mm -hmm. Surely we can, we don't, not everyone all, all the time needs to run to a therapist, but if we're having something that makes us uncomfortable, mm -hmm. why not get some support, assistance and relief? Why not? Some things are major enough for you to not suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you're a weak person. Mm. We have to be more self-loving, mm -hmm. self-accepting, mm -hmm. self-nurturing. Mm -hmm. So the embarrassment about mental health is just a big deal nationwide. Mm -hmm. It's just a big thing in terms of the stigma. However, I think people are getting wiser mm -hmm. and they're realizing that why suffer? And if there are resources out here to help us, mm -hmm. why not utilize them? I thought that if I went to therapy, that meant something was wrong with me. And I was so afraid to just admit that I couldn't fix it on my own. I don't understand how people think they can do that any more than they could fix their heart if it was broken or if it was 
damaged mm -hmm. or injured, mm -hmm. you saved my life. Oh, you no, did. Jessica. You were motivated. You did the work. You listen. You would come in and take notes and actually go home and do what we talked about. The progress you made was just unbelievable. And you did it in a short period of time. It didn't take you long. Well, it seemed short to you, but it seemed like a long time because, to me. <laughs> well, but the considering the change you made, mm -hmm. and and you tell that's that's your story to tell, where you were mm -hmm. and where you are, because mm -hmm. you're definitely living your best life now. I know God used you, in a mighty way, oh. to help me live out so many dreams that I've had. When that episode happened, I did not know how much longer I was going to be in TV. I lived in fear that I was going to cause a huge embarrassment for myself, for my family, for my station. Um, I told hardly anyone. The episode happened in March of 2011. Okay. I had been in Hampton Roads, yeah. working at the station for about a few months. Right. I was struggling um, with my weight. I had not yeah. started on my journey yet. I was still just eating a lot of stuff that day. Mm -hmm. And I had two or three large cups of coffee like this, each oh. with about this much sugar in it. Wow. And Jessica. on top of that, I may have been around 250 pounds at the time. I was aware of my weight, but I was not aware of how the food was affecting my body. My blood pressure must have been insane that day. I can only imagine. And so I hear over the newsroom speaker, uh, Jessica, we need you to the control room. You're live in two minutes. And I run up the stairs to the control room and they say, okay, you've got 30 seconds. And I couldn't catch my breath. My heart starts pounding so much to where I feel like I can hear my heart. And then I hear five, four, and I'm like, Jesus, help me. I can't, I can't get my breath together. And then I was alive. And I, the words, I couldn't get the words to flow. And so I was like, and now I, and I was terrified. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, is, is this, am I having a, is this a panic attack? I was trying to, to navigate out. Right. And I remember when it was over, I, I was sweating and I, I ran down the stairs and I just couldn't let go of the moment. I kept reliving the moment over and over again. And so I would find myself doing regular everyday things. I'd be driving to the store. I'd be like, "Is my, what's happening? Is it happening again? And then I would go get ready to do a live report. And it wasn't so much that it kept happening. I kept living in that one moment. I thought my career was over. I could not go to work and not be afraid living in that fear box that that moment would repeat itself. It kept reoccurring 
-hmm. and experiencing what we call the anticipatory anxiety. Mm -hmm. You were anticipating it may happen again. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect example of, of how the mind and the body work together or are interdependent. Mm -hmm. And so I kept cutting off my world. I kept making yes. my world smaller, smaller and smaller. Yes. Yes. And it, it, again, it was just reliving the moment in my mind. Your, your whole nervous system mm -hmm. was wound up. When we feel that physiologically, then mentally, psychologically, we say, something bad may must be happening because we don't know how to discern physically if we get really really worked up emotion mm -hmm. physically if something happens and we just our body gets into this fight or flight mode mm -hmm. oh lord then what we do is the source or whatever comes our way at that moment it can be just the color blue and every time we see it we'll start to get really, really anxious. Mm -hmm. We'll get a response. That's why we have to talk ourselves down and mm -hmm. say, I may feel that I'm in a threatening situation because that's what anxiety and stress is, mm -hmm. is when we feel that we're threatened. Mm -hmm. And we have to tell ourselves, I'm safe, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. You're okay, because mm -hmm. you were. Yeah. Oh. And you did the work. Yes. And you, you talk to yourself, you talk yourself down mm -hmm. so that you could go back on the air and do a marvelous job like you've been doing. I had convinced myself that there was something physically wrong with me. Okay, okay. So that's when I went to my primary doctor. Right. And I said, my heart started beating fast out of nowhere. Something must be wrong with me. And so I had them run all kinds of so we looked at thyroid uh -huh. and I wore a heart monitor and we tested for everything, which I'm grateful for. The day I went for my follow-up and she sat me down and she said, there's nothing physically wrong with you. I think you should go see a therapist. Hopefully that was a relief. Most people get upset then, but I got the time to say, yay, I'm physically <laughs> healthy. That's a good thing. Well, I was not looking at it that way. Exactly. That's how I learned to look at it. Right. But at first, she was like, you need to go see a therapist. And I said, who? This is not who? me. <laughs> what, you say, what? I gotta do what? That is so wonderful that we have providers mm -hmm. and you have people in healthcare that will make referrals yeah. when something's outside of their area of expertise. Mm -hmm. Yes. We have all these people, we're all here to help people. Mm-hmm. And Take she, advantage of it. And she she could have just given me some Xanax and sent me on my way. Exactly. And it takes the edge it's off. It does. But it does not teach you how to cope with challenges. You can't learn how to do something from a, a pill. They're, they're very much so indicated mm -hmm. at times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're very helpful. But it can't teach you how to solve a challenge. Right. right. Or how to cope with the stressor. Mm -hmm. But that's, it's good to, to have all of the above if, yeah. if people need it. It's my nature to be happy and smiling and motivational and help inspire people. But I had to like put up a different face during that time because that's not how I felt. You had what we call that depressive mask. 
where mm -hmm. we put a mask on, but when there's a discrepancy between the outer appearance and the inner feeling, mm -hmm. there's a lot of tension. Mm -hmm. There's no peace, no peace. But see, you turned it around though, Jessica, and that's my job to help people realize how you're thinking about it, that's not necessarily how it is mm -hmm. or how it has to be. You can certainly look at it differently and that will help you with what you do. If you interpret it differently, mm -hmm. you will approach it differently. Right. So those thought patterns make a difference. Mm -hmm. I tell you, the trick is what we focus on in any situation. Mm -hmm. Whatever we tell ourselves about it, that self-talk, mm -hmm. it can be motivating or it can make us stronger mm -hmm. or it can make us miserable. The work is the same amount. Wow. It really is. Wow. So it's making that decision. Making the decision, decision. to look at it differently mm -hmm. and realizing that this does not have to paralyze me for the rest of my life. I've had a bump in the road. I'm human. Mm -hmm. Things are going to happen. I am going to have challenges and struggles. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't? But if you see it as something that has to be the in the final say-so about mm -hmm. your life, as opposed to just one little bit or one little episode mm -hmm. or bump in the road, however you want to see it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the end result. You, it's, the only, it's the end if you make it the end. You decide. You decide. You decide. That's right. Wow. And you make that up in your head. Wow. And that's why it's so important to, to analyze and to really figure out your thought patterns because the mind is very, very powerful. Yeah. And what you tell yourself is going to dictate how you behave mm -hmm. and often how you feel. I want to talk about some of the techniques that okay. you, that you yeah, gave me. That's where I was, mm -hmm. um, the, the number one thing that comes to mind is you said, whenever you're in a rough situation, if you feel something coming on, mm -hmm. whether it's physically or uh -huh. you just are concerned about something, you said, this too shall pass. Absolutely, absolutely. Because anxiety falls on a normal curve. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that, it starts low and then it kind of creeps up mm -hmm. and then it'll get to a peak point, mm -hmm. but then it has nowhere to go but down. That's mm -hmm. the beauty of it. So mm -hmm. it will pass, literally, it will pass. Mm -hmm. So you wait it out, do the different things we talked about, the deep breathing. Now, when you said to do deep breathing, I said, Lord Jesus, <laughs> what kind of tip is this? I'm just going to be sitting in the corner. <clears throat> oh, okay, I'm going to breathe and it's going to. That's right. But it inhale was so the positive amazing. and exhale the negative. It, because you know what it does? It really does affect that nervous system. What you're doing is you are actually counteracting that tension in your body. Mm -hmm. So when your body relaxes, guess what? The mind follows. Mm -hmm. The body houses the mind. Mm -hmm. If you intervene there, you're going to calm down and you're going to realize, guess what? It's the end of the world isn't coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am actually handling my business. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. But the first time you told me that, I was right, you know, I had my notebook. Yeah, 
like, you're like, a little skeptical. Say, oh, breathe. Okay. Like, sure. Okay. This too shall pass. <laughs> sure. Okay. All but right. Breathing. Because, and I think I may have given you that handout on mm -hmm. a deep breathing handout. You did. Because which I still and so have. now, yes, now though, you have all these apps you can use. You mm -hmm. know, there's one called Calm, mm -hmm. you have another one, Headspace. Mm -hmm. These are like meditation apps that really affect your body, your physiological system, and they keep you relaxed. Mm -hmm. So the thing about the deep breathing exercise though is that I would tell you. You have to know when the anxiety is starting. Mm -hmm. it, the sooner you intervene, the better your results will be. Mm -hmm. So we talk about this subjective unit of distress. That is, if something's going on and you're feeling a little uneasy, mm -hmm. you might feel uneasy on a scale of one to 10, it starts to creep up to a two, mm -hmm. with 10 being the most uneasy you've mm -hmm. ever felt. And you want to intervene early on so you don't get to these full-blown episodes. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. want to kind of ward them off. And I tell people, deep breathe it. If I could give one tool to the world, that mm -hmm. would be it. Because if you do it all the time, you're using it as a preventative measure. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you're not going to experience these episodes. Mm -hmm. So that breathing, mm -hmm. it goes a long, long way. Yeah. You help me understand that the emotional eating yes. that I had experienced my entire life up until that point was a coping mechanism right. that I was using when I would get nervous about things. There you go. And I had not put them together. I just thought, oh, I, I eat way too much. See, that's one of those examples yeah. where pe a trained professional can help you make that connection. connection. Mm -hmm. Because everyone has something they go to mm -hmm. when they're stressed. Yeah. And we can have healthy choices or unhealthy ones, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So so you're using the eating, but you weren't aware of the fact that it was a soothing mechanism for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and making that connection mm -hmm. changed everything. Wow. Because then I understood what was the root of why I had times that I would sit in my bed and eat a 10-piece box of chicken and an entire key lime pie. Bless your heart. It made sense because, again, I analyze things and I like to know, okay, why, why, what's going on? That's just, that's the journalist in me. I want to know why right. does A plus B equals C? Right. And you helped me uncover that to say, that's why. Yeah. I'm not just sitting up here eating my life away. There's an underlying, you know, coping mechanism that when I get stressed or when I'm not perfect or, you know, when I feel that at a two and a three, I distract myself. I distracted myself with food. And the food is comforting. Mm -hmm. It's comfort eating. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the problem was mm -hmm. after you eat the comfort food, you are no longer comforted because there are consequences that make you uncomfortable. And so right. for me, it was food. But for other people, it may be sex, it Alcohol, may be drugs, drugs anything, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anger outbursts. It could be anything. So what what other healthy coping mechanisms do you suggest that people make decisions to insert instead of the typical fallbacks that are very convenient for us? The exercise, you know, that's a big mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
because you're really getting that physiological reaction whereby you're releasing those healthy endorphins that mm -hmm. make us feel more at ease, more mm -hmm. at peace. Mm -hmm. Exercise is a great one. That was people. another one when you mm -hmm. said that. I'm like, oh, I got to breathe. <laughs> I got to exercise. Okay. Oh, but you were right. It makes a difference. You were so it makes a right. Difference. One of the other big things you said was you have to do what you're afraid of. Yeah. Confront it. You have to confront it. It takes the sting out of it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you said if yeah. you keep avoiding it. You continue it, to get more frightened. Mm -hmm. It strengthens your fear. Mm -hmm. The avoidance does. Mm -hmm. And so Aww. knowing that I'm about to make you cry for real. I know, stop. I was was like, that's why we have tissues back we here. We're not going to cry much. Well, we can cry a little bit. We can't cry a lot. Grab Jesse. the tissue because uh -huh. I don't think I've told you this. Let me explain. So it had always been a dream of mine to anchor. When that episode happened, I had convinced myself that there's no way you'll be an anchor. That doubt. No way you're going to be an anchor now. Give up on the dream. And you said, this too shall pass. Yeah. You know, the deep breathing, right. making sure I was moving my body. I didn't have to set some major weight loss goal. Right. Just moving my body. I said, okay, I'm doing the work. You gave me scriptures right. to make sure I was reading scriptures. It's like, okay, right. I can do this. And then my news director, as I'm working all of this stuff out internally, nobody at work knows. My news director says, do you want to fill an anchor? I said to myself, Jesus, this is too early for a test. And so in that moment, I had a decision to make. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The doubt was so loud. You can't do it. All the negative self-talk. That I tell you, we it can be our loud. own worst enemies. It was so loud. It said, you still working through this anxiety thing. How are you going to sit up on a desk? How are you going to do that? It was so loud, but then I felt God whisper, try, just try it. Face your fear. There you go. Try. If I had not said yes, I would not have stayed in television right. because my fear would have grown. Mm -hmm. I would not have been later promoted to morning anchor. I tell you. Which means I would not have been around in Hampton Roads to connect with my husband. There you go. And see, you're a believer, so you were listening. Mm -hmm. You were listening, and I think you know when there's divine intervention, mm -hmm. because you're very spiritual, and we need the spirit, the mind, the physical. We need it all to work together. We do. Yeah. We do. Look at there. Oh. And, and, and beyond as an anchor, look at this. This is your thing. Look at you. It's, I get so passionate about it. And that's why we're doing Decide to right. Live. Because there are so many forks in the road in our lives mm -hmm. where we could go one way or this right, way or that right. way. That's right. And had I, literally, had I not decided to live, had I not decided to swallow my pride and go see you, had I not decided to work out a little bit more address the anxiety, address why I was eating so Confront much. Confront the anxiety. I don't, I do, I literally do not know what my life would be like. But aren't you thankful you don't have to find out? Ooh. 
my girl. You don't have to find out. I don't have to find out. I don't have to find out. When you're in the trenches, mm -hmm. in the middle of that anxiety, right. or in the middle of a depression, mm -hmm. or in the middle of tragedy, when right. something you know terrible has happened around you, and people may be listening to this and say, well, I, how do I hold on to hope? What do I grab on to? What advice do you have when it just seems impossible to even want to live or go on? The best advice I can give is reach out to someone. Mm -hmm. We're not born knowing how to do everything. We're not born, I guess, to actually solve all of our woes in life. Mm -hmm. Reach out, have the courage to say, can you help me with this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised at the people who are willing. Mm -hmm. And certainly that's what we do. Mm -hmm. That's what we are there for. We have no qualms about going to our doctors when we're having a pain in our chest and our arms and our legs. But when our heart hurts because we've experienced the loss, grief, we've experienced the breakup, we've experienced the disappointment, or we have the stress of balancing family mm -hmm. and work life. We figure we're supposed to just magically know how to navigate our way through all of those challenges. I went to school a long time to learn this stuff, <laughs> and there are people <laughs> out here that we can help. That to me is a wise thing. Mm -hmm. I, I even know the Bible speaks of accepting wise counsel. Mm -hmm. How has your faith helped you as a therapist? Because we talked about a lot of times, especially in the right. black community, we think all we have to do is pray it away. Right. But you taught me balance that we should pray and seek therapy. There you go. We can do both. So how has that faith helped you? Faith without works is dead, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, in the African-American community, mm -hmm. people were even more so hesitant, I think. But I think historically that had to do with lack of resources, you know, and, and you look back at our history, we're just, we were trying to survive physically, really, yeah. and anything else was a luxury. And then we didn't trust talking to other folks about our personal things. We, we went to our pastors, that's what yeah. we do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. That's a great way to help us um, navigate this thing called life, mm -hmm. is to get spiritual support but there are other resources available. And I think God puts therapists and doctors and mm -hmm. nurses and all sorts of people mm -hmm. and news people who do great stories. <laughs> he, puts all, he puts us all here mm -hmm. to help. That's what it's all about. Isn't it something that sometimes the worst, the things that feel like it could be the worst thing in your life lead to the miracles and the angels along the way? Well, that's when we have an opportunity to grow. When you know you can help someone you truly heal during the process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you're going through it and you know at the end, the end result will be, not only will you improve, but you can be a witness for someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps us going whenever we've had trauma, tragedies. Mm -hmm. When people get to the other side of it, mm -hmm. often, they are a motivator for someone else. Because just knowing that you're not alone, yeah. 
can help get people moving in a different direction. I return to the little girl who was ambitious and would Aww. go up and try out for anything and stand in front of large crowds and just, I had no inhibition. You got you know. your courage back, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. It's amazing. And I'm so glad that you realize you're worth it. Yeah. Oh, see there, don't oh, make me cry. Lord. You're not supposed to make your therapist Lord. cry. Well, I'm turning the table uh, today. I know. Dr. him I love you. Thank you oh, very much. Thank you for having thank me, sweetheart. Don't you just love Dr. Nottingham? She helped me see that therapy is normal. You do not have to feel ashamed or embarrassed about seeking help. Our minds and our emotions are just as important as our physical health. So just like you would go to the doctor about something physical that ails you, you go to a therapist to help you process those emotions. I am a living witness that it can really help you get on the best course for your life. So there are three main things that I hope you take away from our conversation today. This too shall pass. What you focus on expands and face your fear and it will disappear. I'm Jessica Larche. Remember, a brighter day is just one decision away. I hope you decide to live. The calling is something we feel that we were destined to do and we were put here and it's our purpose and I'm just Thank God for patience like you. I do. I thank God for you following your calling. Because it is your calling. Yeah,